Welcome everybody to the Captain's Spot. I'm your host, Justin Freeman. Six foot, one inches, 275 pounds. Fantasy knowledge, it's week 12. It's Sunday night. It's NFC North Divisional matchup time. Between the Chicago Bears traveling to Lambeau to take on the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones and company, welcoming all challengers there at Lambeau Field. This looks like a fun game. We're talking a game with a 44-point total. Packers favored at home by nine points. A little bit of a quarterback shakeup on the other side of the ball in Chicago. We're back to Mitch Trubisky. That's right. We started with Mitch, had a little Nick Foles era. Thought it might look like a little bit of Tyler Bray this week, but we'll be getting Mitch Trubisky again. So quick reminder, go check out cptspot.com. You pick up a copy of my ebook. Uh, great price on that, $34.99. Go check that out. Everything you could ever hope to know about playing Showdown DFS, all right there in one spot. That's enough of the sales pitch, guys. Let's talk about this slate, where there are a couple injury news and notes for us to uh, make sure we are aware of. Um, nothing extremely difficult. Uh, we Obviously, Nick Foles is doubtful for this game. That um, brings Mitch Trubisky back into the picture. We're looking at a game where Mitch Trubisky will be the starting kicker there. On the other side of the football for Green Bay, a couple guys listed as questionable. Tyler Irvin, although he's listed as questionable, looks pretty promising uh, for his status here Sunday night. Equinemius St. Brown, also questionable. He looks on the right side of probable at this point. And then Marquez Valdez-Scantling, also listed as questionable but uh, had a midweek flare-up, had a DMP late in the week. I would consider him doubtful uh, here in this game, although listed questionable there in the, in the injury report. So just casual reminder, as always, check those inactives 90 minutes before lock because whether Valdez-Scantling plays or doesn't play sort of fundamentally changes the slate. Even though he's sort of the number three receiver there now that Alan Lazard is back, uh, you know, obviously the target distribution in that offense changes for everyone when he is either on the field or not on the field. So it looks like a um, you know interesting slate. It's sort of usual suspects. It's week 12. We know these guys by now. And it's funny, I'm kind of looking back at my own process and trying to figure out, like, am I, am I improving? Am I getting worse? Am I, uh, what's going on here throughout the, the, the season? And I think one thing that's sort of unquestionable um, is that the field is sharpening up as the season goes on. There's there's very little opportunity to just completely sneak up on someone. Like I noticed my most profitable month of the season so far has been the first month of the season, and that was an opportunity where you could learn the depth charts better than everyone else around you. But now at this point in the season, other than like you know games with dramatic injury situations, um, and this is not one of those, you know, everybody's coming in more or less with the same you know, bounty of information. We're all working off the same song sheet, so to speak. So we're going to have to get creative in our gameplay, get creative in our lineup building. So I think overall, you want to sort of deviate from the from the usual suspects, if you will, and get a little bit off sheet. You know, let's think about, you know, weird things happening within the games because we know weird things happen literally every single game. So taking advantage of those, being up on our opponents when those things happen, it's going to be very, very important. Let's take a look at the pricing here this week where Trubisky is going to be $9,200 compared to Aaron Rodgers' 11-4. Now, if I had asked you which team in the NFL has the most uh, quarterback pass attempts this year, you'd probably struggle to come up with the Chicago Bears being the answer to that question. But indeed they are. And at $9,200, you're getting some pretty good volume there from Mitch Trubisky. Now, granted, the Packers 
have uh, a couple playmakers there in the secondary that could sort of limit Trubisky's upside. But also keep in mind, Trubisky is athletic. He can get there on the ground as well. Not surprise anyone if he had a rushing touchdown this game, especially when you consider the fact that uh, you know their rushing touchdowns are pretty unlikely to come from these other sources. Most notably, David Montgomery, $8,800. You know, Chicago with a league worst number of rushing touchdowns this year. They're still trying to catch up to even like um, you know bottom third status there in that category. But David Montgomery, 8,800. He's got an enviable workload. I mean, that's, you know, I feel like we've done so many Bears showdowns. It's getting a little exhausting talking about David Montgomery at this point. But, I mean, we know what the deal is. It's their low equity, high volume touches for David Montgomery. Uh, he's going to get a lot of rush attempts. He's even going to get some targets. But you just got to wonder, are they going to result in anything productive for for fantasy purposes. Now on the other side, Aaron Jones 10-4, no question about Aaron Jones um, truly dynamic player. Um, you know, maybe the Chicago run defense can step up because you know, somehow this Chicago Bears team still not a terrible team on paper as far as their record goes. Um, you know, they are sitting at five and five right now, um, two games behind the Packers in the NFC North, and have a chance at a playoff spot this year, believe it or not. So, um, you know, the Bears defense can be decent, but Aaron Jones, sort of a matchup proof type guy, I think. Um, it would take a lot for him to fail in this particular game. Looking at some of the, you know, bottom of the lineup options there Cordero Patterson, $4,400. We saw Patterson get a feature role. Uh, in prior weeks, uh, you know, just before the bye, obviously the Bears coming off the bye, David Montgomery cleared from that concussion. 4,400, not super interested in Patterson. However, you see his explosiveness. I mean, he did you know run a return touchdown back two weeks ago. Um, so overall, like you're, you're looking for a splash play from Patterson. And the way he's used in this offense, it's probably not super likely to happen. Ryan Nall, $1,000, can't play him. Uh, Tyler Irvin on the other side, $200. He'll be coming back off injury as well. Uh, but again, another guy we probably just can't play. Uh, two guys would have to get you know hurt for the game pretty early on for Tyler Irvin to return value for you. But Jamal Williams, a guy who is involved in the game plan on a weekly basis, you know, does get some touches. We can definitely be thinking about playing Jamal Williams. You know, over the last two weeks. Uh, since missing in week, I believe it was uh, week nine, uh, so week 10 and week 11, 48%, 50% of the team's snaps in those two games, 32%, 28% of the team's rush attempts. So not crazy at all to be playing Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams in the same lineup. Um, in fact, you, you could probably argue Jamal Williams may have more upside than David Montgomery in this game. Let's look at the pass catchers where it's going to be Allen Robinson and Devontae Adams that lead each of these teams respectively as the number one options. Uh, Allen Robinson, 10K, Devontae Adams, 12-6. So as we're trying to figure out, you know, we know that there's a lot of volume to go around there in Chicago. And Allen Robinson obviously becomes really attractive. The last time we saw him, he had 31% of the team's targets. But a really discouraging month before uh, that last game where he only saw 11, 17, 19% of team targets before that 31% outing there in week 10. So, you know, not quite the dependable volume there from Allen Robinson that we have seen uh, sort of in the beginning half of the season. So overall, we have to adjust Allen Robinson down a little bit. Uh, that has come on, you know, sort of the rise of Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller cost you $3,000 this week. 
he is still not on the field a ton. Played 48% of the snaps last week, but somehow managed to see 24% of the team's targets. That was, um, you know, that trailed only uh, Allen Robinson's 31% last week. So overall, I, I like to see those targets that are there for Anthony Miller, but they don't quite match his snap numbers, which makes me think it's a little bit of fool's gold. The guy who's out there a ton is Darnell Mooney, $4,800. So as we project out what to expect from Mooney and Miller this game, I think they're really similar. Now, one thing, uh, if there's a little silver lining here for Mooney, it's that Mitch Trubisky is back and not Nick Foles. I mean, I can't tell you over the time that we've seen Nick Foles, which started you know, halfway through week three, how many times uh, you know, Darnell Mooney has been missed on deep balls. Now, I do not think that Mitch Trubisky is Aaron Rodgers or anything like that, but can he get it closer to Darnell Mooney to give him a chance? I think there, um, you know, there is an opportunity there for Darnell Mooney. Runs his routes in a good place on the field, for explosive playmaking ability. Uh, Cole Komet has been the backup tight end to Jimmy Graham. So Jimmy Graham, 5,200, Komet, $800. Um, those have really been the two guys used the most here recently. Demetrius Harris's snaps have just been, I mean, sub 10% for the last three games. And J.P. Holt's kind of right there with him, to be honest. And uh, we haven't seen targets for any of those guys in the last month of football. Not worried about them. Uh, I will say that the team just recently added DeAndre Carter. It's funny because I was looking for Carter's name as we were preparing for the Texans-Lions showdown slate on Thursday, and I was like, why is this guy not showing up on the Texans roster? He got cut last week and landed here with the Bears, and the Bears are looking for a playmaker, especially now that Javon Wims um, you know, <laughs> got suspended there for a couple of games. Um, so, you know, Overall, you know, we may be seeing a little bit of DeAndre Carter. If you wanted to get weird, maybe that's a place. Like, uh, But I think overall the three-wide set there is pretty well determined to be Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, Anthony Miller. Jimmy Graham, you're looking for touchdowns. Um, and, and honestly, just been kind of up and down in terms of usage so far this year from Jimmy Graham. Um, you know, if he gives you sub 10% in terms of targets, you, you just can't use him. But if he can flirt with 20%, like he's done several times this year, he's been north of 17% at least four or five times here this year. So um, overall, just it's it's a matter of, of where, the, where you think the volume is going to go here against this Packers D. On the Packers side of the football, Devontae Adams 12-6. I mean, it's just fade him at your own peril, I guess. Now, we're talking about three really clear options here on this slate between Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and Devontae Adams. Like, we know those guys are favorites to score fantasy points. So you've got to ask yourself, do I want to play all three of those guys in the same lineup? You know, one of them probably is the captain. Or do I want to get a little bit weird and fade one of them? And if you're going to fade one, which one is it going to be? Um, and, and honestly, that's just a decision you have to work out for yourself. Now, Devontae Adams is a matchup-proof wide receiver. Uh, if you're fading him, you're hoping that, I mean, honestly, you're hoping that the targets aren't there, and the targets have been there with consistency for Devontae Adams. So it's, it's honestly a tough guy to fade. 
Um, last week was his lowest target volume game since you know coming back from injury after the week five bye. 24% of the team's targets. That's probably the best chance you have um, at, at trying to fade Devontae Adams. He's just going to be a really tough guy to do it with. He's used like a running back there near the red zone. Like you'll see them get within the five yards and just flare it out to Adams, either a back shoulder fade or a screen pass designed to let him run out there on the perimeter. Like there's just so many ways he pays off. Uh, it's tough to consider fading him, um, especially if, if you think there's some cheap guys that you can use on this slate. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, we talked about the injury there. I don't think we'll be able to play him this uh, week at $7,200. Uh, if he does play, he's a tough guy to want to play there at $7,200 regardless. Alan Lazard, I think, is the actual number two. $6,800 for Alan Lazard. He came back played 60% of the snaps last week as compared to 85% for Valdez-Scantling. Um, so I think you could say that Valdez-Scantling is the guy who's going to be sort of the opposite for, for Adams. Uh, or that could just be like an acclimation period after this injury for Lazard. But overall, Lazard is going to be the one to get the best targets in this offense, in my opinion. Uh, Robert Tanyan, $5,800. Um, you, you know, you're banking on him being able to pay off near the red zone. Same is true with Jay Sternberger and Mercedes Lewis. Now, keep in mind, you know, how used these guys are. Tanyan's the guy who's out there for about 60 to 65% of the team snaps every week. Lewis and Sternberger really working pretty similarly. Mercedes Lewis works ahead of Jay Sternberger, um, you know, and the targets are relatively comparable. You're hoping if you play either of those guys, you get a three-target game and at least one of those turns into a touchdown. Equinemius St. Brown figures to be the number three wide receiver in this offense when Valdez Scantling sits. Uh, played 25% of the team snaps this week, 48% the week before that. There are a couple guys further down the roster, Darius Shepard, Malik Taylor. Overall, I think ESB is higher than those guys in the pecking order at 14, excuse me, at $2,000. Definitely, definitely viable there to pay off, you know, on four targets or somewhere in that line. As we look at our captain spot allocations this week, it is Aaron Jones, followed by Devontae Adams, then a big, big drop, uh, followed by Alan Lazard. So overall, you see where the captain falls before we get to our, our quarterbacks there. So it's interesting to see Lazard ranked that highly. Uh, obviously, if you are playing a Lazard captain lineup, that might be a really intriguing way to fade Devontae Adams because essentially you're saying all of the high-value targets end up going to Lazard in this game. Um, I think that's a really cool way to get different because um, I think you're going to want to fade one of those three guys if you don't want to dupe this thing with you know 100 other people for first place. And if you want some unique first place equity, you're probably going to have to fade one of those guys. Um, and, and it's tough to think about fading Aaron Rodgers in this game. Um, however, that could happen in your two running back lineups. So we think about just roster construction in general. That's how it could end up working. Uh, so as we, after Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, we get to the two quarterbacks, Rodgers and Trubisky, followed by Allen Robinson, and then a little teardrop down to Anthony Miller, David Montgomery, Darnell Mooney. All right, so we move on to our flex allocations. There, of course, we get the top two players being quarterbacks. Once again, Rodgers and Trubisky, um, just sort of core flex options for us, followed by Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Anthony, Millen, Anthony Miller, Alan Lazard, and Jamal Williams. So there we go. We've got Jamal Williams rating out higher than David Montgomery in terms of likelihood to be in the winning lineup. So 
you know, proceed accordingly. Um, obviously, the kicker's mixed in there. Obviously, the DST's mixed in there. But I think the DST's are going to tend to be uh, over-owned compared to how likely they are to happen. So, again, uh, I think this is less about the plays. And honestly, from here on out, it's going to be less about the plays uh, unless there's a, a situation for us to gain an information edge in terms of injury, roster turnover, things like that. But overall, this looks like a pretty straightforward slate. We should know how to play it. The, the name of the game is to get creative with lineups. And so that's what I challenge everybody to do this week. You know, play those two running back lineups from the Packers. You know, if you're doing that, fading one of your those star three Packers, or if you're going to play those star three Packers, you know, make sure that you're mixing it up, getting a little bit weird, going off script a little bit. You know, maybe you want to throw a J.P. Holtz in there. Uh, maybe you want to go double kicker uh, on that type of thing. Just get creative. Find a way to get creative and stand out. And as always, guys, make sure you check out cptspot.com. Pick up a copy of the ebook where you'll find a lot of ways to get creative, gain leverage over uh, over the field. $34.99 to go pick that up. You can find all my work every week written at numberball.com. Go check out numberball.com. We've got a great opportunity for you to get a free copy of the ebook with any Numberball subscription. Go check that out at cptspot.com as well. That'll do it here for week 12, Sunday night. Check out the Monday night show here tomorrow over on the Mayo Media Network. I'm Justin. You can find me on Twitter at Justin Freeman 18 We'll see you guys tomorrow. Later.